DeMarco, it has been too long. We are back. It is game week. 2019. We made it. We made it through the preseason, man. The extended Rams preseason. No starters. Thank God. We're here. You, you know the last time we footballed White Walkers were still roaming the earth? Oh, my God. I forgot all about that show. It's been that long. Oh, my God. This, this is crazy. Yeah. What what will you guys do on planes now? I don't know. Yeah. What are you going to talk about? I had two thoughts driving in today. Yeah. Um, the first was I wish this show was two hours because yeah. we had a great show planned. And then they extended Jared Goff. And yeah. then we planned another awesome show. And just this morning, they extended Tyler Higby. So we can get it all in. You think yeah. so? We can get it all in. Yeah. The, I, other, the other one, and I'm curious to get your reflection on this, is I uh, I am as amped up for this season as I have been for any with the Rams, including my first in the NFL, which which is odd. I can't really yeah. explain it. But I am raring to go more now than I was four years ago. Uh, you know, I, I think we, we talked about this when things are going well. This is the feeling you have and get used to that sort of feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think you can really dig in now with, with Sean McVay being extended, Jared Goff being extended, and by extension, Tyler Higby. Right. Uh, that stuff. So, yeah, I mean – this is what it feels like to be a perennial contender, mm-hmm. always on the verge of a playoff berth plus a Super Bowl berth. So good football team, good era. The window is wide open. Now let's hope you take care of business in Carolina. He's DeMarco Farr. I'm J.B. Long on this season debut of Rams All Access. We will get the latest from Carolina and Cam Newton on Christian McCaffrey, all of that as we go four down territory. Uh, A close look at really every position group on offense and defense and how they relate to this matchup with the Panthers and why it'll be such a test in the opener. Uh, But let's start with Jared Goff's contract extension. That takes him through 2024. Uh, Wentz got it started earlier in the summer. They had the same agent, same draft class. Uh, Wentz got 108 million guaranteed, Goff 110. Uh, 134 of new money across four years. Just your general reaction when the news broke last night. I feel bad for Jerry Jones. Good luck with this with Dak Prescott. No, but with Jared, I mean, I think it's deserved. I think it's it's a product of Sean McVay, the culture, the culture change, what we just talked about being a contender and how well Jared has played in this offense and just the, the entire team, the vibe, the window being open. I think this was... Perfect for this football team. Now, debate the numbers, debate his ability, system quarterback, that, that stuff won't stop forever unless you win a championship. But I, I think it's perfectly in line for what this team is and what they are going to be for the next mm-hmm. five years. I mean, the last two years, no quarterback can match his combination of touchdown percentage, interception percentage, and yards per attempt. Uh, you can slice it lots of different ways. Multiple 10-win seasons before 25 years of age. This is the company he's in. Marino, Bledsoe, Manning, Wilson, Luck. Yeah. And, and Jared Goff. I think they'd be 110 guaranteed if they were playing today. Yeah, And, and I think <laughs> you'll always have the detractors outside the facility who say... Well, yeah, Kirk Cousins would have done that had he come to L.A. Or they could draft whomever, and that would be the next Jared Goff under Sean McVay. Yeah. But if he is a system quarterback, hopefully now we'll never know. We'll never know the truth because at least for the next five years, he and McVay are locked in together. No doubt. Uh, the only way – and look, it's up to Jared to separate himself uh, separate himself from the other guys, the Kirk Cousins. I think it was somebody brought up uh, Andy Dalton in this offense. Could he be good? And I said, wait a minute, man. I think you're really discounting the, the ability Jared has. But that's up to Jared to separate himself mm-hmm. from them. And the only way to do that is to come home with a, with a Lombardi. Two things really impressed me. Not a word of it in the media. I mean, not, yeah. a, not a word, not a leak. And then how universally happy and supportive his teammates were in their reaction. And maybe maybe that would have been the case for any quarterback in, on any team in the league. But knowing that his teammates had his back when he was 0-7 as a rookie, 
and and seeing how joyful it was through their eyes to see him evolve into now a two-time pro bowler i know it's genuine and yeah. uh, and i think probably we've come far enough without hearing from the man himself so here is jared goff on that very dynamic of how these negotiations were handled i've enjoyed uh watching the media circus around the league and understanding that here we had something going on that was uh between us and and, and wasn't wasn't involved with you know people outside of this building you know i've, I've enjoyed that and, and i appreciate them for that and um I think you guys know I'm not somebody that ever wants to make anything about myself, and, and this was no different. I think, you know, I, I, I think I go back to my original statement. I think I need to continue and thank my teammates and, and thank everyone that's been in my football life since since I was young. And, and uh, I, you know, it's just very, very grateful. We talked about the symmetry between what he did at Cal, building a program that was in shambles and taking them to the postseason before becoming uh, the number one pick in the National Football League. He's done something similar as a professional. He's DeMarco Farr. I'm J.B. Long. This is the season debut of Rams All Access on ESPN LA. DeMarco, using conservative averages of about 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns throwing per season, Goff will become the Rams' all-time leader in both those categories within four years. Wow. And if they can average... Between eight and nine wins, he'd also have more victories than any Rams quarterback by the end of this contract. Speaks to the era. You know, I was thinking the same thing when I was looking up Cam Newton. Been there nine years. I think he holds all their passing records and some of their rushing records. As far as quarterbacks concerned, he's number one. But Jared Goff is going to be that guy. He is the franchise guy. that which That's what you identified him to be. Mm-hmm. So this is all going well. And you mentioned the guys being happy for him. Remember, it seems like he's been in the league forever. Maybe because you had the coaching change and the move mixed in. Uh, but it's only been four years. This is his third year as a starter. So he is growing into that leadership role. And I think part of it, uh, a good sign that it's going well, is what you said. When he did get the contract, the guys were happy, not the other way. And let me point this out. I think this was started this goodwill, keeping it in-house, keeping things professional, was actually started with Aaron Donald. That could have been a mess. Mm-hmm. Paying that much money to a guy on that side of the ball is always a problem. So getting your quarterback done, that's the way it goes in the league. So I, I think this started with Donald, and I think it carried through to, to Jared's contract. Tough one for you here. This is a challenge. Yeah. Does Goff win a Super Bowl, an MVP, or maybe both between now and 2024 when this contract expires? Wow. If Yes. If they do win a Super Bowl, I bet he's the – the Super Bowl MVP or the you're talking about the league MVP. Yeah, I just feel like when you're getting paid this amount of money, yeah. you're not going to be measured any longer based on winning your division. You're going to yeah. be measured by do you have rings? Do you have MVPs? The the problem is if this team is winning, um you're 99 is going to have a lot to say about it and he's already the number one guy, so yeah. you may split votes, but I think he'll be in the category definitely for MVP. You mentioned Aaron Donald getting paid, Brandon Cooks, Todd Gurley, others along the way. Uh, Higby was next. But before we get to him, I thought one of Sean McVay's most insightful answers following Jared uh, and his contract extension was being pressed really about the salary cap and what this means for the Rams' ability to surround Jared with top-tier talent for many years to come. No, you know, and I'll tell you why, because we this decision is is a reflection of the confidence we have in Jared, but it's also a big-picture perspective and, and how you take into account all of our resources and, and really what does that mean in terms of you got to do a great job drafting and developing, you got to continue to bring guys in from the outside that, that want to be here, but this was something that not only took into consideration, you know, taking care of Jared the way we 
felt like he deserved to be taken care of, but then also uh, what's in the best interest and how that might potentially affect our ability to re-sign other guys, actually, as crazy as that sounds. But, um, you know, every decision we make is always in the best interest of the team, and we feel like this was uh, one of those as well. That answer may have sounded crazy 48 hours ago, but now this morning, four years, 31 million for Tyler Higby. And I, I think that just goes right in line with what Sean McVay was saying. They have a vision for the roster, at least the structure of it, for 2020 and 22 mm-hmm. and 24. Can I be honest for a second, real honest? Every time we talked about Gerald Everett, you know, and what he can do and his ability, mm-hmm. I always thought, why are we talking about the backup? Tyler Higby's obviously the starter. He's mm-hmm. been the guy for you. Now, I mean, do you want that position to be more explosive, i.e., do you want him to be more explosive? Absolutely, but I think he's got nothing but better, mm-hmm. and he keeps getting open. At some point, he's going to start to finish those short passes, those long passes, those red zone opportunities. He's going to start to turn those into touchdowns. And next thing you know, you've got a new version of Greg Olson, a guy that's been around forever making plays. I think your point's well taken. And tight end is one of those positions that it's tough to come in and impact as a rookie, right? Mm -hmm. So I think they're banking on veteran tight ends being a part of this offensive nucleus for many years to come yeah they don't want to overpay that position so while it looks like top 10 tight end money now it won't for long so can you have veteran skill position players around jared for the duration of this contract extension and if so you know that market value is only going to come down relative to their peers over time i think it makes a ton of sense no doubt and higby was clutch against the saints in the biggest game of the year scored there in the nfc championship game two catches on that game winning drive in overtime and like you said uh, he and everett might be poised to break out here in 2019 golf is 6-5 right (laughs) and higby is 6-6 Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next segment, a look at the key issues that will define the Rams around Goff on offense in 2019 and what will be the next evolution of Sean McVay's scheme. We'll see it for the first time in Carolina. Plus, our Rams All-Access poll question, how do you define success for this group of Rams in 2019? You're listening to Rams All-Access on ESPN LA 710. I'm very skeptical about Jared Goff, and and I, I would not be surprised if he doesn't get a second contract with the Rams. I, I think there's a chance that Sean McVay at some point is going to find his own guy. Remember, he inherited Jared Goff, and the, you know there may be somebody out there that McVay is eyeing at some point to uh, to come in and be that long-term guy. Because you got to ask yourself, am I willing to commit $35 million a year to Jared Goff, or could I find a younger guy who, uh, who I get a lot cheaper and, and put pieces around him? Well, now we know the answer. That was Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk on the Dan Patrick Show earlier this offseason. And the Rams uh, responded by giving uh, Jared his contract extension, committing to him as their franchise guy. So we have the receipts on Florio and so many <laughs> I like others. <laughs> I like and it. And Sims' his partner. Be careful. But we won't go down that We're road. listening. Yes, sir. Rams All Access is brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Rams. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Rams. DeMarco Farr, J.B. Long, ready to kick off 2019 with the defending NFC champion Los Angeles Rams, week one at Carolina. Uh, and it's quite a reminder of what's ahead in the challenge for the Rams coming off of a Super Bowl defeat because the Panthers have not won a playoff game since they were defeated in Super Bowl 50 by the Denver Broncos. That was a 15-win season. That was Cam Newton MVP. Uh, so a lot of similarities in terms of how do you respond to going the distance and doing everything but winning the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, we we talked about the Rams window being wide open. I mean, this might be the death rattle for that era, for that group with Ron Rivera, but still dangerous. I mean, if Cam 
Newton is healthy last season, that's a whole different season for mm-hmm. them. So, and I can care less about the sandbag and the do, they're doing right now. If Cam Newton is out there on the field, expect the best Cam Newton you've ever seen. Absolutely. He's going to be a problem. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that in our next segment when we match up the Rams defense against Newton and the Panthers offense, including Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so to come, we'll also have four down territory with the latest from a reporter who covers the Panthers. Uh, but it's interesting how Goff and Higby's extensions this week have kind of knocked Todd Gurley off the front page. And what I mean by that is this was supposed to be the week where we get the answer, who will Todd Gurley be in 2019? And it was going to be the central question, the narrative of this week. Uh, good thing, maybe, that it's not as prominent. Well, fun for us. I mean, how many ways can we answer the question about Todd Gurley? We'll find out Sunday afternoon. Yeah, we peeled that onion about a thousand different ways. But I mean, look, Todd has got some some pressure on him too. There are some young guys behind him, or one in particular that's looking for carries. So every carry you take off, every rep you're off, those mm-hmm. other guys are going to be in looking to make a name for themselves. So the NFL is get better every day, no matter what, and no matter how much you're being paid. So um, we'll see. And I, look, same with. Cam Newton is the same I feel about Todd Gurley. If he's out there, then I'm expecting the guy that can carry it 40 times if need be. Yeah. I think it's as much about the offensive line in front of Jared and Todd as it always has been in the last two years and and their jump to NFC West champions. And to me, it's are the two freshman offensive line, red freshman offensive linemen ready to go. Yeah. Uh, are Joe Noteboom and Brian Allen serviceable replacements and or improvements on their predecessors? That's a big question. Physically in the middle, especially at center, absolutely. Brian Allen over John Sullivan every day, all day, athletically. Now, mentally, you got some work to do, but that just takes reps. Yeah. Note boom. Note boom this week, I think, has really got it. When you look at the matchups, and I know we'll get deeper into this, but you got Kwan Short. You're, you're playing left guard, and he beats left guards for a living. That's where he lives. So if if it is to be, it's up to you to move him out of the way. So that's going to be tough. And even Brian Allen. He's a guy that weighs less than 300 pounds, and Don Terry Poe is 346. So you don't want to get into a phone booth battle. But Mm -hmm. here's what I love about this football team, Sean McVay and Aaron Cromer. They know that. They're not going to have you go nose-to-nose with these guys. They're going to make you use all 53 and make you chase longer than you want and then sprint back to the line of scrimmage and snap and get ready to mm-hmm. go again without huddling. So it'll be a, it'll be a cardio battle. Can't wait for that. You mentioned Aaron Cromer's name there. Yeah. I think it's the one to hit on right now. What are his thoughts on Noteboom and Allen going into week one? I think they're, they're ready to go and you know, it's going to be a work in progress throughout the year, I'm sure. Um, like any offense. Um, even when we had veterans last year, it was still a work in progress from game one to the end. So I'm sure that'll be the same situation here, but I think Joe and, uh, Brian working against our defense is, uh, is very game-like. Um, the players they have to play against, the intensity that our defense plays with, um, as well as practicing against the Chargers, um, practicing against Oakland, um, gave them two different schemes and two different techniques they could work against. So, um, I think they got a lot of work, and, and we're looking forward to the game. Let's hope that's true because Carolina has a defensive front. You've already touched on some of the names that will thoroughly vet them. So does New Orleans. So does Cleveland. Um, I think a good matchup to watch, too, is is Whitworth against rookie Brian Burns. Yeah. Their first-round edge. So far, yeah. he's done his work around left tackle. So could his welcome to the NFL moment be dressed in royal and yellow and wearing number 77 on Sunday? Oh, no doubt. Now this is, this is, you know, young phenom versus an old wily vet. So, you know, Witt knows things that you don't even know about. So he can just <laughs> old man him to death. But that's going to be fun. If you get into a third and, you know, a mile, then I'll take the young guy. But 
guaranteed you're probably not throwing the ball, mm-hmm. depending on that situation. But, yeah, I mean, they've got some some hosses up front, and I like the way they've been trained. So, you know, cardio is going to be a factor. And young and athletic always favors an up-tempo football team versus wide phone booth guys. All right, it's also the first time we're going to see Sean McVay 3.0. And I'm curious for your predictions and what it's going to look like. I mean, they've been practicing behind closed doors, and that includes away from our eyes as well. So we're guessing here, since they left Napa, really, since that last joint practice against Napa before preseason game number one. What do you think? Like, what wrinkles might we see? Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of the same. I mean, I think there's going to be an emphasis on running the football, controlling clock that way. But I think you're going to see a fresher team out there. It's not going to look like magic. It's just going to look like they're getting to the spot faster than Carolina. I mean, mm-hmm. these guys didn't play through preseason. They're going to be fresh. So uh, a lot of uh, quick perimeter runs, I-, I would bet a lot of screens are going to work. They always work early against early defenses um, because they're always over-aggressive. So a lot of misdirection stuff that produces big yards. But it won't be anything that we haven't seen before. Yeah, uh, the screen game's impressive to me because it fell off in December and January of last year. Yeah, They were hitting screens, and they were finding Todd Gurley in the passing game really well all season long. And then it kind of disappeared. It, it dried up. And I'm not sure if, if they didn't commit to it as much, if defenses were sniffing it out better. Um, but I've got, I've got six bullet points here Go ahead. that we can circle back to each month or at the end of the season and see how many of them are true. Sean McVay 3.0, here's, here's my guess. I'm with you. I think it'll look more similar than dissimilar. Hmm. We'll see less two back, less two tight end than maybe the experts have forecast. 11 personnel is still their core identity. Two, if I was an opposing coordinator, I'd be more concerned about Josh Reynolds formulating a four receiver set than necessarily 12 or 21 personnel. No doubt. I, yeah. I think it's, I think I'd be more concerned about my third and fourth corner matching up that way than I would, you know, figuring out how to contend with Gerald Everett or Daryl Henderson. Speaking of Daryl Henderson, point three, I think his snap counts and touches will increase as the year goes on, of course. But to me, this is still Todd Gurley's backfield for now with Malcolm Brown next in line. So I'd be surprised if he has an expansive package on Sunday. If you, Yeah, uh, the only way I think he gets more is if you have the game well in hand and you want to rest Todd for the rest of the game, and it's Malcolm and the kid Henderson. So, But I'm with you, man. I mean, I think you're going to see some 12. You're going to get Henderson out there, mm-hmm. and you're also going to get, like you said, Reynolds on the field. So it'll be the same stuff with just – Subtle little personnel moves. All right, so three down, three to go. I think the Rams are going to throw it more. That's my point number four. They finished 14th in the NFL in passing attempts last season, 24th in 2017. That astounded me. It feels like they're a pass-happy, high-scoring offense. And they have led the NFC in scoring in back-to-back seasons, but they haven't done it by overthrowing. I think in year three of the McVay-Goff alliance, that number will go up. As he does take the keys, Jared Goff, I think, will even move faster on offense. I think no huddle is the way to go. I think if they get that first first down, it's going to be pedal to the metal. And last thing, not only will play action remain a staple of their offense, I'm predicting they'll take it to even new extremes in 2019. Just 30 seconds on up-tempo. What's the weather going to be? Because if ninety, turns, if ninety and, and humid, and humid, okay, so that does favor up-tempo. I thought if, if it if it turns out to be wet, then it might slow you down. But humid, hot, fine, up tempo. Let's go. Wear Plus, them out. if you got a new center that you're breaking in, right? Yeah. Lock in that defensive personnel group and make it easier for everyone to identify what you want to do. Dictate to them instead of vice versa. Right. One step beyond. Keep Poe on the field. 
Keep 346 out there for 16 plays. All right, still to come. We'll get to Marco's take on the Rams' defense and special teams with similar challenges related to their matchup with the Panthers and our Rams All-Access poll question, the first of two. How do you define success for the 2019 Rams? That's when Rams All-Access continues on ESPN LA 710. All right, welcome back to Marco Farr, JB Long, Rams All Access, heading to Carolina for week one to kick off the 2019 schedule. And our first Rams All Access poll question of the year, how do you define success for the 2019 Rams? Almost 2,000 responses. Nearly 70% of them, DeMarco, want Super Bowl or bust. I think that's unreasonable. The next most popular answer, repeat, is NFC champions. That got 19% of the vote, uh, 6% each for win a playoff game or another NFC West title. Look, I, I don't care how good this roster is. To me, if you win your division, that's a successful season. And from there, you take your chances. Okay, I fair, and I'm with you. Usually that's my thought process. Actually, I'm in the 70%. I, I am. I'm with the Super Bowl or bust people. So if you're not playing in Miami, you will feel like this season is a disappointment. Because of how good you are, where you are with this football team in this era. Now, anything can happen. We, we know. Knock on wood. That can derail you. Look at Carolina last year, right? Six and one and finish seven and nine. Think bad things can happen, but this is a good football team. They know they're a good football team. They're in a good spot right now. It's all lining up for them. So I'm with them. I'll go back to college just for one second. We knew we were great. Yep. Our end goal was national champion. We we didn't mind talking about that. We didn't mind talking about Super Bowl in 99. We mm-hmm. were that good. We were that confident. I'm with the 70%. I don't know. If you're better than three other teams, Arizona, Seattle, and San Francisco, you're hosting a postseason game. And I just feel like you take your chances from there. That's a successful season. Did it live up to all your expectations? Maybe not. But I'm not going to say it wasn't successful if you three-peat in the NFC West. Well, we're there. I mean, we're together on this thing. We're just taking it a little bit farther. Because <laughs> if you if you do, and I'll say this, success to me is you don't lose the division game. Period. Number one, you are the king of the West. Then you move on to the postseason, and think about those teams you're going to match up with, theoretically. You've already played them again, right? Some you owe, some you've already beaten, so I'm confident there, too. Depending on who you get at the end, then we'll talk. So I'll say Super Bowl or bust. All right, so to come on Rams All Access 4-Down Territory, we'll check in with the latest on the Carolina Panthers, but we promise you defense here, and let's sprint through the position groups. Let's start up front and work our way back to Marco. And, of course, Aaron Donald is otherworldly. Can he three-peat as Defensive Player of the Year? But next to him, your your options are Michael Brockers, Sebastian Joseph Day, Greg Gaines, Morgan Fox, Tanzel Smart. I think there's potential there, but on paper – that's unproven, or in Brocker's case, maybe concerned about a decline. How do you feel about the depth of that defensive front? I like this group. I think Brock is playing as well as he can play. I think Donald, like you said, is a different level. And shut up about Sebastian Joseph Day. The guy had a year off. He's a redshirt guy. He is ready for the moment. I can't stand this. Greg Gaines should be starting right now. Treat him the same as you would a quarterback. You You're going to need them both, right? You are, but you don't want to put him in too soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't know what he doesn't know, but Joseph Day is ready for the moment. Take your place, good man, next to Donald. Can I make the case that Brock has a bounce-back year? Sure. Well, I mean, bounce-back, because I think Brock is giving you exactly what Brock can give you, and that's fine, as long as you don't give up the gap, as long as you give up. If it's not going to be as technically sound and as pretty and as Donald, then I'll, I'll, I'll sacrifice... Flash for push. Mm -hmm. Push the pocket. 
he can definitely do that. Carolina's offensive line, I think, is more than respectable from what I've studied. They did fairly well to patch up that group with Daryl Williams at left tackle, Matt Paradis at center coming over from, from Denver. And that's before you even get to their second-round pick, Greg uh, Little, in the lineup. He's a tackle. He's in the concussion protocol. Don't know if we're going to see him this weekend. But they're a group, especially when you have to account for Cam Newton, that can come downhill. They can load up on tight ends. They can bring a fullback into the game. Do you expect the Panthers to force the Rams to stop the run? Because they led the NFL in yards per attempt, and the Rams were dead last in stopping the run in yards per attempt. Yes, and I think the Rams' D-line defense in particular is going to – give it to this offensive line. And no disrespect, you've got a fourth-round right tackle playing left tackle. You've got an overachiever at left guard. That's an undrafted guy that played through Canada. That's the guy that's going to be assigned to Donald. Mm-hmm. Then you got a mid-level center. Then you've got Trey Thomas who can play, and then your right tackle is a guy that's just holding a position ready. So I think Fowler wins, I think Matthews wins, and I think Aaron Donald wins. Now, we know Norv Turner. We know what he's going to try to do to you, right? The only thing he can't compensate for is if that front four gets after Cam Newton. Cam Newton can account for that. So I think you actually have a lot of wins up front. Now, you just got to be able to make plays when you do get in the backfield. What do you expect from Newton? And we'll ask this question of the Panthers reporter next, but given his shoulder, given his foot, is he going to threaten you in all the phases that he does when he's in his prime? Absolutely. I don't think they're going to change anything. The, the only change might be he gives it off more than he keeps it. But you still have to defend that extra gap. You've got to You've got to play Cam like it's Cam Newton. So... Uh, do I expect 15 rush attempts out of Cam? No, but 8 to 10 is entirely possible. If he's giving it, he's going to be giving it to Christian McCaffrey, which is another kind of problem altogether. Uh, let's go to the linebackers real quick. This is not how you drew it up with Kaiser going down, but do you think the Rams have the answers in-house at middle linebacker right now? Uh, well, I know Littleton's going to be out there. Mm-hmm. Now, who the other backer is and how you line up against, I don't know. It could be more Taylor Rapp, and we'll judge him differently than we would Bryce Hager. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they do bring the fullback in and it's Hager and it's Littleton, then you got to get physical, you got to get nasty. Because remember, what we talk about with Allen and Noteboom practicing against uh, against Aaron Donald. Well, these guys practice against Luke Keekley, the best in the business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you have got to be able to get physical when they do go two backs. You know, in the secondary, the corners are a known commodity. What's not talked about enough probably is how much better Marcus Peters was after that trip to New Orleans. I mean, in the second half of the year, particularly when Aqib Talib was back and in the lineup, he got it done. And I'm curious to see between him and Fowler, do either or both have a season that's worthy of a contract extension or the franchise tag? Because that's kind of what they're playing for in, ter- in terms of their future at their yeah. positions, which are big money positions. But how curious are you to, to round out this picture to see the snap counts at safety? Who deals with McCaffrey? Who deals with Olsen? Who matches up with Ian Thomas? And then how much three safety do they play? Because that's to me, is the strength and the versatility of this defense. Well, it's funny. I, I love this. Can't, or, or the Carolina offense with DJ Moore, is it, um, Samuels and McCaffrey, these positionless players, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think you have positionless safeties on this yep. football team that can play 100%. just about anywhere. Right. So we'll see who can make who miss in the open field. Because that's what's going to happen. And that's almost Carolina's choice, right? right? Do you want to try and play ball control and try and run over, in your words, lighten the pants linebackers in the middle of this defense? Or do you want to flex those positionless weapons, in which case I think the Rams are equipped defensively to match up? We'll see what, what Carolina can do. And it all depends on what Cam Newton you get. If mm, you get a healthy, point. feeling fresh exactly. Cam Newton, right. Exactly. Yeah.
All right, so Four Down Territory is next, and we'll get some more insight on that very question, Cam Newton's health, plus Christian McCaffrey's biceps much bigger this year, and how hot is Ron Rivera's hot seat. You're listening to Rams All Access on ESPN LA 710. Welcome back to Rams All Access, and time for our first Four Down Territory of 2019, our weekly trip inside opponent's territory, and our guest this week is David Newton from NFL Nation. He covers the Panthers for ESPN and ESPN.com. David, Four questions for you, and of course the first is about Cam Newton. We know he's a full go for Sunday, but at 30 years of age with a surgically repaired shoulder and altered throwing mechanics and a preseason foot injury, do you think there's reason to believe he can recapture his MVP form? Well, he did tell us yesterday he felt like a rookie again. I mean, he's on a vegan diet now. His body feels better than ever. Um, there seems to be no limitations from him in the offense. Ron Rivera said they're going to do everything. And it was kind of the same way last year. People were wondering exactly how much North Turner was going to use him in the running game, thinking they were going to cut back and get an older quarterback that they wouldn't run him as much. And I think Cam ran like 13 times in the limit team in Russian, also scored a touchdown in that game against the Cowboys. So it wouldn't surprise me if, if, if the Rams came out there and focused on Christian McCaffrey trying to stop him in the run game. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Cam took off and ran seven, eight times. Uh, speaking of Christian McCaffrey and his newfound muscles, uh, he's one of the best <laughs> weapons in the game, right? Uh, taking handoffs, catching it out of the backfield. What are your expectations for McCaffrey's third season as a pro? Well, it's interesting. I was talking to Roger Craig earlier this year, and Roger Craig was the first player to have a thousand yards rushing and a thousand yards receiving in the same season. And he believes McCaffrey's become the, the third player to do that. He, mm. he really thinks McCaffrey's got that type of talent and that type of capability, especially with his offense and what North Turner likes to do. So um, he looks stronger. He looks faster. Uh, a lot's going to depend on this offensive line. They've, they've got a lot of new faces up there, uh, but they've still got a pretty good amount of experience. So it just depends on how long that group gels and gets together. But I, I really feel like that McCaffrey um, is going to be, just as advertised, one of the best running backs, if not the best in the league this year. Uh, David Newton is from NFL Nation, a reporter who covers the Panthers for ESPN, and he's our guest on Four Down Territory. Question number three, a couple major additions to this Carolina defense. Gerald McCoy in free agency, Brian Burns in the first round of the draft. Of those two, who do you see having the bigger impact this year and why? Wow, that's a tough one. I think it's going to be fairly equal. I mean, they're counting on both to do a lot there. Uh, I mean, McCoy with that uh, push there in the inside and then allowing a player like Burns to uh to, to get to do what he does as far as that edge rush so and yeah i gotta remember bruce Irvin's another guy they picked up he's been injured uh the last week with a hamstring and kind of be questionable going into this game he hasn't practiced uh all week and much of last week so if, if that's the case and you'll see brian burns thrust into his starting role but right now they're thinking that he's that brian burns will be part of at least a three-man rotation between him and mario addison and uh Irvin's. Well, either way, it seems like, from what I gather, there's reason to believe that you'll see more of the Panthers from the first half of last year than the second half. But what if it doesn't go according to plan? Ron Rivera is three wins away from being the winningest coach in franchise history. But how many victories do you think he needs to keep his job? I don't think it's a matter of victories at this point. I think it's a matter of getting to the playoffs and uh, doing some damage there. I I really believe that I think they've had, what, the last couple of years they've missed the playoffs. If they, if they do it again, I mean, they've only had what he's been an NFL coach of the year twice. Uh, made it to the Super Bowl. There's no doubt he can coach. I think he's a great coach, but he's also only had three winning seasons in eight. So 
I really believe that he's got to make the playoffs and, and maybe win a playoff game for them to, to stick with this group right now. David Newton, NFL Nation reporter, covers the Panthers for ESPN. We appreciate you carving out some time from your week one. Look forward to seeing you in Charlotte on Sunday. Thanks, guys. And Rams All Access is brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Rams. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Rams. As we continue here on Rams All Access, one of the challenges uh, opposing head coaches face, and we mentioned Ron Rivera, is what to expect from Sean McVay. DeMarco and I have already taken our stabs at what that might look like. Uh, but if you're in Ron Rivera's seat and you need to make it to the postseason this year to perhaps extend your tenure in Carolina, how do you game plan for a team that didn't put anything out in the preseason? You got to prepare for a lot of things that they do, um, and that's the thing. And so you know you you have to go back. You got to look at you know you got to look at the last year, last year's beginning of the season. Um, you got to look at how they finished the season. Gotta look at the players they have, um, you know, and, and then you've got to game plan accordingly and, and try and anticipate, almost guess, uh, what you're gonna get. So, you know, you, you've gotta, you know, you've gotta be flexible and, and, and ready to adjust, uh, which would be a big part of this game is, is, is being able to handle the, uh, adjustments you'll have to make on the sideline as well. What say you, DeMarco? Is it advantage Rams in that regard this weekend, week one? I think so. If I'm Ron Rivera, my game plan is to keep Cam Newton on the field as long as possible to keep Jared Goff off it. Because the longer McVay gets a look at that defense or anybody's defense, he's going to find a way to exploit it. And we talked about screens and all that stuff and how it stopped working. I think that's a function of the offensive line getting tired. When you can start seeing the tells about screen versus run. If they're not selling well, then you jump on the run. If they if they aren't, then you jump on the screen. So it's a little bit harder. But early in the season when they're fresh and you really have to contend with Todd Gurley slamming the ball at you, they're going to make you pay. So my game plan would be keep them off the field and keep my offense on it as long as possible. Uh, here we are in segment number four, uh, just a few minutes left here in our debut show for Rams All Access 2019, and I don't feel like we've said the words Cooper Cup enough because, to me, he's been the linchpin of this offense for a couple of years. Uh, Jared Goff with him was a pro bowler. Jared Goff without him was not. So in light of this week's contract extension news, I think his return is a big deal, maybe the biggest deal for the 2019 Rams. What kind of season do you expect from Cooper? Yeah, hopefully the, the more of the same. The guy that just seems to be the safety blanket for, for Jared Goff, the guy that just seems to make the offense go, if you ask me, with what he does and not just receiving the football. The way he blocks, the way he stalks down safeties, always picks up the right guy. Just He's your quarterback on the field, plus he can make plays too. So you're all together again. The band is back together. Let's make some music. The Rams had three players average at least 70 yards receiving per game. You know their names. Woods, Cooks, Cup. Only three teams in NFL history have accomplished that. The Rams were the first to do it since the 1989 Washington Redskins. The 80 Chargers also did it. Can they go three by 1,000 this year? With a healthy year from all three of them, it seems inevitable. All right, here's my uh, wet blanket moment of the week. Uh Uh-oh. Can I be Debbie Downer here? Go ahead. I think this is a really tough schedule start for the Rams. I think they would be well served at two and two through four weeks. I think if they go three and two through their first five, they will have played extremely, extremely well. But I don't feel like two and two or three and two is what this fan base expects from the 2019 Rams. And I will counter with this, and you've heard this before from, and we'll just keep it the guy's name out of it. When you look at the schedule, you go, ooh, we got to play them. But 
they also have to play you too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Think about that. But it's you yeah. know you know you know how I get by <laughs> Thursday of game week, right? Like I've by Thursday I've talked myself into why the opposing team can beat them. Yeah, and then by Sunday kick I've talked myself back into why they're going to beat the brakes off the opponent. It's fair. <laughs> Respect your opponent. Absolutely. Before we're done, inside the numbers and the opening week in the NFC West. You're listening to Rams All Access on ESPN LA 710. Final segment of Rams All Access before we get on a plane to Carolina, the Panthers, the Week One opponent for the defending NFC. NFC champion Los Angeles Rams, who just announced their 2019 captains. Not a whole lot of surprise here. Aaron Donald, Johnny Hecker, Eric Weddle, Jared Goff, Andrew Whitworth, Aqib Tlaib. Isn't it kind of stunning how in the span of maybe 12 months, the Rams have gone from one of the youngest rosters in the National Football League to a little bit long in the tooth? A little bit. I mean, you you added some older guys in Weddle and Clay Matthews, and, and Witt is getting older, so... Yeah, I mean, but you still are chock full of young guys oh, yeah. at key spots. Oh, yeah. But just you're a little old in a few areas, <laughs> too. Yeah. Rams All Access is brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Rams. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Rams. Inside the numbers, a couple things that stood out to me. I have to start with Jared Goff since it's his contract extension week. He led the NFL with 116 completions of 10-plus air yards last season. The Panthers, meanwhile, allowed 16 passing touchdowns of at least 10 air yards last season. That was tied for third most in the National Football League. So that's your passing matchup. Conversely, Cam Newton, the quarterback for the Panthers, while he posted his career-best completion percentage last year, it was dink and dunk under Norv Turner. So I think that's what Jared Goff doesn't get enough credit for as a, quote, system quarterback. They push the ball downfield. They take their shots. Oh, there's going to be a vertical element to pretty much everything they do. You know this. And when you talk about three guys going over a 1,000, the first thing I thought was, okay, Cup's going to see the ball a lot. So is Woods. So someone's going to have to break off long catching mm-hmm. carries. I would say that's going to be Cooks or these areas we just talked about. On the other end, it's going to be him, the speed guy. So, uh, you know, looking for, a, dare I say, a breakout with him to where he hits the end zone 10 or more times a year. So it's it's entirely possible you're going to see man coverage a lot because of how you have to defend the Rams. So someone to have that 3,000-yard receivers is going to have to be the long threat. I'll go with, with Cooks. The Rams have outscored their opponents 79-22 to in two season opening wins under Sean McVay. Here's one more McVay tidbit that will take us to the NFC West. Sean has never fallen out of first place in the division. They're oh, yeah. Gonna, they're going to try and go wire to wire for a third consecutive year. You know who probably, well, not probably, you know who really hates that? Pete Carroll. Yeah, he wants that back. He was that guy for a while. So yeah. it's the golden boy versus the guy that wants his, his kingdom back. So And Sean McVay is not giving up anything. I like where he is now. That takes us to a bonus Rams All-Access poll question from over the summer. Other than the Rams beating the Panthers this weekend, which week one outcome would you want the most? And my thought here, DeMarco, was is winning the division the fan base's priority or is seeding and making sure you don't have to go to New Orleans again? The fan base is a priority. I think it's the latter. 46% want Houston to defeat New Orleans this weekend compared to 34% hoping for the upset Cincinnati over Seattle, uh, Tampa Bay over San Francisco, only 18% of the vote. What do you, what do you think's going on in Houston? I think it's a mess right now. I, I think they're the that new was, Green Bay. That was my initial read. But then when you get into some of the details as to how Clowney's compensation is going to go, then when they make the move for Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. It reshaped my thinking a little bit, a okay. little bit with respect to Bill O'Brien and not having a GM there. 
I, I, I don't trust them. <laughs> you know, I don't trust Houston right now. So who knows? Well, I mean, they gave Seattle the left tackle a couple of years ago, right. and now they give him the edge rusher, and it's like thanks for nothing. Bill you hate O'Brien. the Rams. Yes. I, I see. I see the way you're going. But I mean, look, if it is to be with New Orleans, it is to be. And you know, why run from that fight? Welcome it. I, you probably already thought that Seattle was the primary challenger to to the Rams. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. But now, do you definitely think that Clowney makes them the one A to the Rams Dude, one? Dude, I mean, this. I mean, if you or I and you and I were running the football team, and now that Clowney's in the NFC West in your division, you see him twice a year. That's going to change our strategy long term. Mm-hmm. We got to block this guy. He's Mc, only 26. McVay was super impressed by him when they came to the Coliseum yeah. two years ago, and he's going to be. I guarantee you this. He'll be more disciplined in, in Seattle than. At any time in Houston or in college. Because it's a contract year because of who Seattle is. Contract year, yes. Ken Norton Jr. is up there coordinating the defense, and Pete Carroll is specializes in guys like him. He'll be disciplined. He'll be dangerous. Will Cliff and Kyler work in year one in Arizona? Do we'll they have out. a fighting chance? I can't wait to see. Uh, I remember the, the hoopla about Steve Spurrier. I remember the hoopla about uh, uh, Chip Kelly coming out. So uh, these gimmick offense, not gimmick offenses, these air raid type offenses, they work well when they work, but then when they stop, wow, it looks terrible. Bruce Arians has another quarterback reclamation project in Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston may be on his last chance there with the Bucks. They open against Garoppolo and the 49ers, who I feel like are desperate to get off on on a good foot in 2019. I I tell Rams fans, you're doing a disservice to this football team if you discount the 49ers. They're one quarterback away from being right up your armpit. The only question (laughs) is, is Garoppolo that quarterback? He could be. I mean... Look, if you're just a smidge better than Alex Smith, you've got problems coming out of San Francisco. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. All right, DeMarco, we made it. If I was fired up coming into this hour, now I cannot wait. I'm counting down the hours to Sunday. Me too. We Panthers. do need two hours. <laughs> right? I mean, don't you think we, we go another We do need two one? hours. Absolutely. Uh, we'll join you three hours before kickoff. Pre-game coverage with Travis and Kirk starting right here on ESPN LA 710. Have a great week. Rams and Panthers, week one in Charlotte.